Hello, I'm Mr. Red. On December 23rd, 1969, Reverend Lois Estes with the Cumberland Presbyterian Church addressed the congregation at the funeral services. The dignified First Lady of the Louisiana Presbytery is dead. Vibrant Ray Alive are the articles of faith that constitute our legacy. May her mantle fall on us prayerfully. Reverend Mrs. Ada Caston Slayton Bonds is one of the most colorful ministers produced by the great Cumberland Presbyterian Church. Beyond a doubt, she overcame more difficulties and passed through more heartaches than any minister ever known to preach the whosoever will gospel. Miss Ada, as all affectionately called her, possessed countless prodigies. By ways of the corridors of her ministerial career, she helped shape the lives and mold the character of a great number of young ministers who today still rise up and call her blessed. God sent her his divine calling to preach. She then learned to preach and she carved out a place for herself among the clergy that was unique without any comparison with bottomless emotion and genuine poise and true dignity Miss Ada became the first lady of the cloth in the Louisiana Presbytery and had the highest honor bestowed upon her the title of Mother of All Presbyteries. Brother Karen's finished the Sunday morning services by calling on Reverend Paul Covey Johnson, standing by her frail and physical body, awaiting its final resting place in the old Bethany Cumberland Presbyterian Church Cemetery just outside Cushata, Louisiana. He began her final epitaph and said, I'm walking along a seashore and a ship is floating near me, spreading her white sails as it begins a voyage that takes Miss Ada further and further out into the ocean. She is a powerful vessel, one of beauty and strength. I watch her until she looks like a disappearing speck of a fluffy cloud where the horizon of the sea and the sky intermingle with one another. Then I realized her diminished size was in me and not in her. Look. Look there, she is gone. Nelson, along with Ada's brother, Lilburn, 
were standing together with eager eyes watching from one of the twelve gates to heaven. There are beautiful angels. They're stationed at each of the entrances. Looking more closely, Ada sees her mother and father standing near Lilburn. There are smiles on all of their faces and a happy and content look to their demeanor, standing and waiting. All are there to take up the welcome shout. Here she comes. And now for the rest of my story. everyone, Sydney St. James here now, ready to finish the rest of my story. We always hop into Jules Verne time machine on my shows and today, huh, it's no different. We're going to dial to June 12th, 1900. Okay, and now we're going to pull the lever. <laughs> Underneath a large black walnut tree, while carrying a string with a piece of bacon wrapped around it, Ada, who was only eight years old, was playing church with her one-year-older sister, Alberta, and her little baby brother, Lilburn. The novel, Faith, 70 times 7, tells the complete story, but in their lifetime, Ada became the first ordained woman minister in the entire state of Louisiana and converted many souls, more so than most of all of her male counterparts. And Alberta, also nicknamed Bert, went on and got married in later life and was one of the most sought-after gospel singing groups in the entire state. I mention all this today up front before I really kick off my story to let you, the listener, know that these two sisters played a very integral role in the Louisiana Presbytery at the turn of the 19th century. Now, however, it is time to begin my excerpt about the making of a mourner's bench. Let's whip through the first 50 pages of my novel and stop. Ada watched worshipers as they come and kneel at the highly carved slab of wood. Mother, isn't that bench the one that Daddy was working on back at home? Yes, sweetheart. It's called the mourner's bench and you will soon see what the seat is used for, dear. Ada gazed at the bench, situated in the center of the congregation, just adjacent to the pulpit. It was in plain view for everyone present to see. Ada was proud of her father who built it, and the bench was all sanded down from the wood of a fallen black walnut tree Seth worked on in the barn for two months. It was large, 
and had a back on the bench whittled with the words, the way of the transgressor is hard. There are small heads of men and women and children that were fashioned and detailed on top of the bench and around the seating area, there were intricate carvings of the Bible and angels were etched in intricate detail representing heaven. Ada moved closer to her mother and held on to her tightly. She became more frightened as inquirers began to fall prostrate on all sides of her, circling the mourner's bench. Her mama, her daddy, and almost everyone in the congregation began yelling loudly with such words as, God bless you, amen, yay, oh, liveth the Lord Jesus Christ, and on and on. Everyone was touched by all the surroundings, and they all knew without sin that Jesus had just walked into the small church building at the Progress Cumberland Presbyterian Church. The emotional eruptions and cries became ear-piercing and incessant. Heavy groans and sighs permeated the room from the congregation and the people on the pews, they were all trembling and shaking and the sounds almost grew deafening, never stopping, filling the entire church. In a matter of minutes, cries a penitential and confessional prayer reverberated all around the assembly. Not seen, but felt standing right up front was Jesus Christ, who was no doubt smiling as he looked over the congregation in the small country church. Ada's brother Lilburn moved closer to one side of his mother. Ada, she scooted nearer on the other side. They both gripped their mama tightly, overwhelmed with the vibrations throughout the church. Bert squeezed in as close as she could to Ada, not immune to such an outpour of emotion. Reverend Bob Oliver, a dear family friend, asked Ada if she would like to show her the mourner's bench. Ada, Ada, come here. Hop up into my arms and I will give you a better view of the bench. He lifted Ada up in his arms. She glanced back at her mother and father and couldn't help noticing they were both crying. As she approached the center of the room, Mr. Oliver stopped in front of the mourner's bench. Ada gazed around and found most of the people were crying. I don't understand, Mr. Oliver. Why is everyone crying? Why are they, why is there so much noise and everyone shouting? Mr. Oliver, I'm scared. She didn't give him a chance to even answer her. Will, will you please take me back to mama? Honey, they are praying for sinners and one is under conviction now. But he turned around and brought Ada back to Lucy. Ada thought to herself, 
I will never, ever forget what I'm witnessing here tonight. Christians are crying over lost souls, and they are kneeling with their hands in the air at a throne of grace and praying for other off-course sinners. That was an excerpt from my novel, Faith, 70 times 7. And one of the reasons that I made this a subject matter about the mourner's bench today is my stumbling across a very late interview of Chris Christopherson. It was moving and it reminded me so much about this passage from my book that I just read. It wasn't very long thereafter I called my music man himself, Dave Henry. He was on an earlier broadcast with me and asked if he knew the song and life of Chris Christopherson. He said, very well, and graciously has accepted the telling of Chris's experience and sing a song to end my podcast today. So, Without further ado, my good friend, Dave Henry. But a quick word from my sponsor, because without them, I couldn't keep the lights on around this place. But after that, I assure you, my good friend, Dave Henry, will be right with you. Well, thank you everyone for staying with me. And after a few words from my sponsor, we are back. And with me, of course, is my good friend, Dave Henry. And Dave, next song you're about to play, tell us a little bit about it and uh, we'll get on with some great music for you folks. Well, the next song we're going to do is a Chris Christopherson song called Why Me? Uh, He wrote this song after a personal awakening at a church service in Nashville where he ended up uh, walking down to the front of the church and uh, having some sort of spiritual renewal come to him. And he, he left and he it was sometime later that he sat down and he wrote out the words to this song and recorded it. And it turned out to be Chris Christopherson's first and only number one hit by him himself. Uh, many of the other songs that he wrote, of course, went to number one by different artists, but this is Chris's only one, and he did such a great job. It's always been an inspiration to me, so that's the reason I've learned it. And, of course, the reason that Dave is here and the reason that he is singing this song, because after writing the novel Faith 70 times 7, when the mourner's bench was sitting in the middle of the congregation, And it got so emotional in the book. I could think of nothing else than having my good friend Dave Henry sing that song, Why Me, Lord? Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one? the pleasures I've known. Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do 
that was worth loving you for the kindness you've shown. Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus, I know what I am. Now that I know that I've needed you, so help me, Jesus, my soul's in your hand. Tell me, Lord. If you think there's a way I can try to repay All I've taken from you Maybe, Lord, I can show someone else What I've been through myself On my way back to you Lord, help me, Jesus I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus, I know what I am. Now that I know that I've needed you, so help me, Jesus, my soul's in your hands. Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus, I know what I am. Now that I know that I've needed you, so help me, Jesus, my soul's in your hands. Jesus. My soul's in your hands. Well, that does it again for another episode on the Sydney St. James Show. Today, I'd like to thank you for dropping in and listening to the episode and as well as my good friend Dave Henry who's sitting across from me right now. We actually both want to thank you for listening. Now, be sure to click on a little tab that says follow and you'll be notified every time a new broadcast comes out. And that's usually on Sundays and Wednesdays. Or be sure to subscribe if there's a subscribe button. Heck, I don't know all these buttons on these broadcasts nowadays, but in either case, leave a review if you see a place there to leave a review, and be sure to share this podcast show with your friends. And for me and my good friend Dave, we want to thank you for dropping in today. 